Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Cuddies podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah here with PD Craig. We got Sean behind the scenes. I feel like I can't get rid of you guys. We keep coming together to do shows. It just never ends. Yeah. And then we got to see each other at development camp, too. Man. Yeah. It's a, big, it's a big place. I don't have to stand by you. I've already made that plan. <laughs> So beat it, pigeon. I'm At least not. we get. <laughs> you make so you make the pigeon sound like Biz Ken. I don't know. That's good. Everybody, we all know our pigeon songs because we are pigeons. Um, yeah, it's it's um it's I mean, I will say this, Leah. Though it's fun, we got to talk about the draft, and at least we're not talking about the draft now. We're talking about development guys and free agency. Like the one good thing about this is we're actually talking about hockey again. So I it's know. really, really kind of moderately exciting. It's it's more than moderately exciting i would say i'm also excited to spend today in a hockey rink when you look at the forecast for the greater phoenix area this week it is spicy outside so looking forward to being inside i already see ogie's gonna be at the ice den today i think cwp is gonna be at the ice den so nice nice. once again if you're there come say hi to us um open to the public today and tomorrow we'll talk about development camp um a little bit later in the show but we gotta talk a little bit more about nhl free agency if you missed our I guess, emergency live show on Saturday. We broke down almost all of the signings minus a couple that came in after the fact or we didn't know enough at the time. Um, So first of all, before we dive into the specifics, just now that we've had two days to process, how's everyone feeling about what the Coyotes did at free agency? Uh, I'm I'm still a little surprised, to be honest, uh, that they made the moves that they made. And we'll get into each player a little bit later, maybe not too deep because I know we talked about them somewhat. But overall, like I, as I wrote in my story, I thought the the type of player that they'd be looking for is more in the Sean Dursey or Yusuf Alamaki vein. Got young guys that could grow, or maybe you know you find that guy that you could flip at the deadline. Not necessarily guys that would be here a couple of years, or even the sort of the ilk of the player that they got. Like a Jason Zucker surprised the hell out of me. Like I even heard that they were pursuing him before free agency, but I I thought to myself, there's no way they're getting them. And then lo and behold, Jason Zucker ends up in a coyote uniform. So you got to, I mean, looking at it now, even if they don't add another player, and as I've told people, they're trying to add another player, even if they don't add another guy, it's been a pretty good off season for the coyotes. Yeah. I think that there's some interesting moves, Craig. And I I sat there and looked, I'm going to temper what I say about this team and the moves that they made first off. I I know I was very excited on Saturday only because I think they're taking a step in the right direction, not picking up dead contracts for players that won't play. So I want to say that first and foremost, that I think these are guys that are still contributing on the ice and they didn't pick them up just to get draft picks. I do question and slash wonder Nick Bukes said, I think it's perfect fit. 
everything that he did last year, I think you can assume he'll do this year in the room and the development, all those things. And Jersey, I think, fits the 24-year-old pick. The two that I'm, I, I put a little question slash asterisk by are, are Zucker and Kerfoot. And, and the reason I do that is because they're two players, first of all, look, look at the money. Zucker's at 5'3", five, five, and Kerfoot's at 3'5". So we're talking nearly $9 million over two players that – I, I, I again, I, this is going to sound awful. Are they going to finish between tenth and twelfth again? And and you're mired in that middle draft pick spot again for what particular reason? If if it is to help develop the young players and put them around good NHL players and help them be a little bit better and see what it's like to be in the NHL, then I'm fine. If it's to finish a little higher in the standings, then I'm not sure I'm fine because I don't get the message there. So. I like that they're short-term deals. Both of those deals, you talk about Zucker's for a year, Kerfoot's for two, so it's, it's fine. But yeah. we talked about other players, and Craig and I and Lee have talked off air about a couple of players that you're like, hmm, like I, I just – it, it, it has a, a slight feel, not quite a Taylor Hall feel, but more of uh, anti-Ranta, Derek Stepan feel. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think part of what you, you can't ignore here is the core and their feelings about what's going on with this franchise. I've mentioned this before, but do Clayton Keller, Lawson Krause, Nick Schmaltz, we can keep going. Do they want to be a part of a rebuild for the next five years or coming into their primes? Do they want to know that actual steps are being made? This is pressure that that agents can apply on teams. And I'm not saying you know, there's any trade demands because there's not. I want to make that very clear, including one of the guys that we'll be talking about in development camp. Um, but there is there is some pressure coming from that side to say, hey, I, you know, the Tempe vote just went through like or just just failed. What's what's happening with this franchise is just going to be spinning its wheels for another five years. So I don't think you can ignore that. I do think the timing made sense from Bill's standpoint. You know, he said when he came in, he wanted to stack like four drafts together before he felt like they could start emerging. Well, we're through three of those drafts now. The, the, the first one, of course, was not significant because they didn't have any picks. But the last three, they've stacked a lot of players. They haven't had luck in the draft lottery, obviously. But I, I feel like the timing works to a certain extent. You're right, though, Petey. You want to make sure that you're still getting good players in next year's draft. I don't know how you balance that all. It's, it's not an easy task as a general manager to keep your main guys happy but still try and acquire the type of assets that you know are going to help you sustain real success, not just are we a playoff bubble team. I yeah, think – Oh, go ahead. Well, I just just want to say, like, I get what you're saying. I totally do. But when you were talking, I was thinking about the core players. But I'm also thinking about the fans a little bit just to give Mm -hmm. the fans a voice. Like, imagine – us sitting here right now okay you guys like year three we're gonna cheer for losses we're gonna make a hashtag for celebrini like that's so exhausting like i don't want to do that and with the way the things happen with the arena maybe we would be saying something different if the arena passed because it would there would be more things to look forward to Mm -hmm. but the vibe of the fans on twitter and our discord over the last two days has been the most positive it's felt in two years maybe just to feel any sort of excitement about watching this team play. I don't think any fan is sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, they're going on a playoff run. They're even going to make the playoffs. But in Bill Armstrong's press conference on Saturday, he even referenced teams like the Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabres as models for what the Coyotes are looking to do in this next phase of the rebuild. The rebuild, like obviously it takes time. It's going to take more than just three seasons but you have to move forward in the rebuild and like just the thought of being stuck 
another year of tanking for the players and the fans. It's just exhausting. So for me, from a fan perspective, I, I like what's happening. Even if it doesn't mean much, it's just one year, two year contracts. It just feels like it's a step in the right direction. And that's all I care about. Yeah, and it's not. It's not Taylor Hall. It, it, you know, you look at Ker- Alex Kerfoot didn't fit into the Toronto Maple Leafs plans. I mean, he's a guy mm-hmm. that I like Alex Kerfoot. I think he's going to do a lot of good things. But but we look at Bukestead. Bukestead, I said this last, on Saturday, if the Oilers go to the Western Finals or the Finals and Bukestead's a big piece of that, eating big minutes, doing great things, he's signing somewhere else. He didn't do that. Yeah. The Oilers didn't do that run. It's not like there were all kinds of suitors lining up for Bukestad. You know what I think about him here and, and how he fits here. Yes. Um, so it's not disparaging him. I'm just saying temper a little bit. When he left Minnesota two seasons ago, he was their 13th forward. Two years ago. He's two years older now. So we say that about Kerfoot. Zucker's the one that I, I think as a mature, experienced NHL player that's won in this league, I think he is. he maybe is a little bit better than what we had in Bugstead last year, but the same kind of player that's really hoping to have an outstanding year to, to, to highlight what he can do. He's going to get every opportunity to play. Like, yes. you know, Craig, he's going to play in unbelievable situations. He's going to get all times. He is the veteran guy. He was never going to be the veteran guy in Pittsburgh. You, you can't. Sidney Crosby's in the room. You'll never be the veteran guy. So I think he gets a little different role. Now he can show his leadership role, stretch those wings too. So, so it's not like they're pulling in the top three or four guys in free agency. They're better. And... and Please, for everybody saying playoffs, just do me one favor. Go to the Central Division teams and print out their top 6D. Print out the Colorado Avalanche, the Dallas Stars. Print out their six defensemen and go, oh, oh okay, maybe, maybe not. That's yeah, all. That's a, that's a pipe dream. I, I agree with you there. And just to flesh out what you said a little further, um, I know there, there, there's this narrative out there, and, and some of it's real. I don't want to discount it entirely. Oh, look, guys are willing to come to Arizona. And Troy Stetcher's quote that he gave me on that was just unbelievably well said he's an incredibly articulate guy but be careful with that like with, with guys like Stetcher, Eugstad, even Kerfoot who I know Toronto didn't want back how many options did they have so remember that temper what you're thinking with that reality I know it's exciting to think oh guys want to come to Arizona I don't think we're quite there yet look the reality is this franchise doesn't have an arena and if you don't think that players are talking about that and agents are talking about that, you're you're dead wrong. It matters. It's right now. I, I think Arizona could absolutely become a destination if they get this arena thing locked down. And Bill's already taken steps, like proving in some ways that p- people will play here. They get that arena, they'll be locked down. But right now, careful with that. It's not like this is the top destination for guys in free agency right now. Um, can we, I want to read the Troy Stetcher quote though. Cause it's so unbelievable. Yeah, it is so good. Um, yeah. So he, so he, Craig asked him why he came back to Arizona when there's so much drama surrounding the team. And he said, quote, I felt the same way before I got to Arizona. It's one thing to look on the outside and say no rank. And they haven't been that successful as an organization. And then once you get there as a player, it's completely different than the perception. You're surrounded with such good people that have a passion for the game and that want to make an organization, something special. I truly believe they're going in the right direction direction you know what that speaks to that speaks to hockey ops and what they're doing Andre Turigny has created a culture that locker room as we heard from many players was so good I you know that sometimes can be hyperbola too I don't think it was last year just the things that they were saying you watched the way those guys interacted the way they hung out as a giant group that was a good room and Andre deserves a lot of credit and his assistant coaches for creating that atmosphere I think Bill's making this attractive hockey ops is doing Everything it's supposed to be doing. The scouting staff is doing everything it's supposed to be doing. But they got to get the arena thing locked down. The business side has to get its act together soon. 
Yeah, I don't want to look like I'm being negative Nelly here because I'm not. I, I'm positive. I think this team has taken a step forward. I think this is a different step in the in the rebuild process. I think this is a great direction. I'm I'm excited about this. I'm excited about watching this team on the ice. I, I don't want to leave here going, God, PD was getting I'm not negative at all. I, I think these are all great things. And, and and one of the things you brought up here is really interesting to me. I talked to a lot of players off the record last year and away from the microphone, so I won't say who said what, but to a man. They were like playing for bear is just different. And, and, and they really mm-hmm. believed that. And it's, I had one player tell me before we went on doing an interview, he said, don't say anything bad about bear. Cause I'll walk away. And I'm like, Whoa, like, like it was just a, it was an interesting comment from a player. Cause usually players off the microphone. Hey, they'll tell you, I love my coach. I love the GM. I love it. And then off you turn on the mic and go, gosh, maybe I don't. So <laughs> the, they do believe in bear. Here's the concern. I do believe Bear got this team to overachieve. I think it's the coaching staff. I think it's the, the the culture of the BA and everything created last year. I do think that's true, regardless of the arena. Bear has one year left. Bear right now controls his destiny here, and he's the guy that's won at the World Championship. He's got a gold medal. By the way, he's really good friends and, and knows Shane Doan really, really well. Shane's one of the reasons he is in Arizona right now. Shane's not here anymore. So if Bear has what's aspirations what's to the coaching leave, situation in Toronto? I think he's got one year left too. So, <laughs> And here's – joking aside, this is something that, that we as a staff here at PHNX have been talking about. You need to keep your eye on this. Bear can start looking at signing an extension for this team right now. Will he? Will they offer one? I, I don't know. And it's funny because I always call out when I'm wrong. I, I, I'm the first guy to say, I remember I said something. I said that, and this is before when Bear was coming, I said, this is the guy that's going to come here that's not going to cost them a lot of money. And when they're ready to win through the other side of the rebuild, they're going to grab somebody else. That's what I said. Because on the outside looking in, that's what it looked like. I'm wrong. And yeah. I'll say I'm wrong. I think this is a guy, if they intend to continue to win, you're going to have to talk about an uh, Andre Turney extension sooner rather than later. And then if you don't get it, you're going to start seeing what, what his play may be. And as I reported to, in today's story, those talks should start very soon. They should start in the next couple of weeks. So they are going to have discussions yeah. with Andre Turney on an extension because it is the last year of his contract. And when you start looking at what, moves the Coyotes made, what additions they made. I wouldn't discount that either, right? Is Bear happy? Do you want him back? Do you believe in him? I I don't know how you wouldn't believe in him after these past two seasons. So does Bear want to keep doing the same thing that these, you know, when we talk about players spinning their wheels, you know, in a a constant rebuild, does Andre Turin, you want to do it? Will he have other options? I think so. First of all, he's barely, very highly thought of through Hockey Canada circles, right? We've seen the success he's had on the international stage. So... That's a lot of people that we're talking about that are that that come into play in the NHL. People know who Andre Turigny is. His his name was one considered one of the rising stars before the Coyotes hired him. And now with what he's done with this team, I think it's only increased. Yeah, and that I was going to mention that as well, Craig, going back to my earlier point about the steps you have to take forward whether it's right or not because there's more factors in play than just yep, tanking to acquire draft picks. At some point you're going to lose your core pieces. We already saw Jacob Chirkin want out a guy that before all of that, we said was one of the core pieces of this team moving forward. I think we can all say, well, not all of us, but uh, most of us. And I'm just trying to speak for everyone in our chat, love bear and want to see him stick around. Um, he's also a phenomenal quote, by the way, but it is crazy how many of the players. And again, Craig, like we can take everything with a grain of salt that those guys said to us in their introductory press conference, but Every single one mentioned Bear. Every single yeah. one. Um, yeah. and, and his coaching style and how they think they can 
fit in and something a point that pd's brought up a ton is that players talk to each other around the league um so this is his reputation he's a good he's a good and well-liked coach so if you're a guy like alex kerfoot for example and you're looking maybe for a, a resurgence in your career and you're looking at maybe a couple teams i don't know what his other options were but Maybe Arizona is an attractive place to play, A, because he's going to get the opportunities here versus Toronto where his time had kind of run out, but B, because he gets to play for a guy like Bear, and we've seen what he's done for players like Nick Bukestad, for example, and Shane Goss to spare. So I don't know. Yeah. And, interesting and, time. And for a guy like Alice Kerfoot, who I don't think had any other options at that price at least, um, He's a coach's favorite. Everybody talks about as a coach's favorite because he does whatever he needs to do. He can play up and down the lineup. How do you think he's going to mesh with Andre Turney? I think they're going to love each other. So, yeah, this could be a great opportunity for him to, to cash in. But going back to what we were talking about, all these factors impacting their decision to try and take a step forward. Credit to Bill Armstrong for adapting to a changing environment. Like when he came in, I know he had spent two years as an assistant general manager in St. Louis, but not a lot of training on that side of hockey ops, right? He was a scout. He knew the scouting world really well. And that, that was his frame of mind when he came in. His first order of business was to get this scouting staff locked in, which I thought was a good move because you need to, that's where you need to start when you're in a rebuild. And the, let's face it, this organization has done a, before he arrived, had done a horrible job in that department. But then you start learning on the job, right? You learn all these different things that come into play, all these other factors that influence how you have to operate. Credit to him. I know for a fact that the camps of, of, of the core players are happy with what he's done. They're impressed that he was able to do what he's done so far. I think they'd like to see him do even more. Of course they would because they, they, they represent one side of the equation and clearly they're biased in, in that way. But credit to Bill Armstrong for being able to sort of shift gears a little bit and get something done this offseason. Yeah, I think on that note, we need to play the video of Bill Armstrong's all-time quote from Saturday's press conference, um, which began with him saying, I can build teams, but I can't build arenas. So let's listen to Bill on Saturday. There's a lot of noise in the desert. There's a lot of noise in the desert. And as I tell people on the Zoom calls when we're recruiting them, I say, I don't build rinks. I build teams. I can't help you with the rink part, but I can help you with putting a good team on that ice. And, uh, and that's our motto, um, using our energy to build the best team possible. So um, I think for us, that shows with Stetch and, and Bugie, they, they wanted to come back here because they know about the environment that, that, that's in AZ. I believe it's the best place to play, um, you know, for your quality of life. And, and, and now we're taking that next step with the, with the club and making us more competitive on the ice. And, you know, if you look at where we are as an organization, uh, it's a proud point to be because of the fact of how many draft picks we've accumulated, the picks that we've not only made, but the quality of the team that's on the ice in a small time frame for us has been a tremendous uh, positive. Um, and now we can take another step in being a better team. But we're taking that step with, with a boatload of draft picks and a lot of talent coming. Next step, right direction, that's a phrase we heard from every guy we talked to over the weekend who signed with the Coyotes. Um, obviously, everyone mentioned Coach Turney. Everyone mentioned Next Step. Everyone mentioned young 
pipeline of exciting players coming up, like all of those things were mentioned. And you can tell that, you know, I'm sure in those conversations with Bill Armstrong, that's the message he wanted to get across. But I just thought it's an all-time quote from Bill Armstrong. I can't build ranks, but I can build teams. I think we need to isolate that entire clip where we go in and out of Bill three times and then Leah's face goes... <laughs> Lay down a score to that. that that'd be fun. <laughs> Someone should uh, write a jingle <laughs> to that sound. Oh man! But uh, yeah, it just you know, it was just a, an interesting weekend overall. And we'll uh, go. We'll do a brief rundown of everything that happened here in a second. But on Saturday, I mentioned that the odds had shifted on BetMGM as far as futures, Stanley Cup futures. The Coyotes do not have the worst odds in Ruh-roh. the league. To win the Stanley Cup, um, they are, I believe, second worst odds, but still it's an improvement from the last two years, so we'll take it. Um, I wouldn't recommend putting money on it on BetMGM, but there's plenty of other stuff you can bet on there as well. I mentioned also I'm curious to see what the line's going to be for points in it this season um but in the meantime there's plenty of other things you can bet on baseball is in full swing no pun intended you got the wnba all sorts of things and obviously futures for every sport so if you haven't signed up for bet mgm yet use the bonus code phnx if you just log in on fridays you get a bonus bet so make sure you take advantage of that Uh, there's a few different offers depending on where you live but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses with BetMGM, again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We've talked a lot about how hot it is in Arizona this week. So next time you stop for gas at Circle K, go inside and get a Polar Pop to cool yourself down. And as PD always mentions, the cups, they don't sweat and they sit perfectly in your cup holder. So it's a great way to stay cool when you get back into a hot car because that, to me, is the worst part of the summer is getting in and out of the hot car, I think. Um, but swing by Circle K, grab a horror pop, grab a snack, make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, you can text PHNX to 31310 to join Circle K's SMS subscriber club and get a buy one free Get buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Leah, who has the worst odds? The, um, I, it, the other day it was Anaheim. Anaheim. And mm. I have to look at the other one. San Jose? I, remember. I think it was San Jose, yeah. yeah. How about those moves, by the way, for Anaheim? Like Alex Kalorin, they gave just a ton of money to. I don't know what the Ducks are doing, honestly. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> This There's morning? a lot of teams. We'll get into that more. There's so many teams out there. What direction are you going? At least with the Coyotes, I do in, in the short-term contracts. Nashville? What see is the Nashville path. doing? Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, um, Not our just, problem today. <laughs> just to run through the list of signings, um, just so we cover all our bases. Obviously, Alex Kerfoot was the latest addition on Saturday. You got Nick Bukestad, Troy Stetcher, Jason Zucker, and Alex Elchenyuk. And then on the minor side, Matt Vialta, Travis Barron, and John Leonard um, yesterday was a, an AHL kind of addition signing. Um, so those are the – how many guys is that? Eight guys? 
that were signed so far potentially are still yeah. working on more at the end of his press conference bill armstrong said he's still working yep. still working still hopeful that's what he said so yeah i should point out too like i i, I wrote the uh, number of contracts in uh, in my story how, how many they had under contract I, I neglected. I added it later to the story. Uh, Cutter Geeky and Maverick Lamaru will not count toward those contracts once they go back. So they do have a little more wiggle room. Again, I think they they will leave some flexibility. They're not going to fill out all the 50 rosters right now. Every GM wants to have a little bit of flexibility. So maybe they get to 48. But right now, I, I think they're at 40. Then if you assume they sign the, the five RFAs that they qualified, that's 45. So they have still a little wiggle room to bring in a few more players, including maybe one bigger fish for the NHL level. That the diehards know about, Ooh, but nobody geez. else. So become a diehard if you want to find out in our Discord. Um, yeah, and also we've seen Bill in the past pick up guys on waivers at the very last minute. Um, who knows? Mm-hmm. There's still room to make trades. Or trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trades. Especially if somebody signs someone, they need to move out money, right? You could have an opportunity there. So he wants to leave some flexibility for those sorts of situations. And who knows who's going to surprise you in camp and someone maybe you didn't project to make the roster Mm -hmm. like out of junior or something could. So, um, oh, I forgot, Ethan, thank you for reminding me. Uh, Montana, I'm not sure how to, Anya Anya Bucci? Anya Bucci? You're right, Ethan. I did forget that name. So thank you for pointing that out. That's another. um, What a name minor league guy yeah as well as ethan pointed out a guy who puts up massive pins um so kind of filling maybe that boko amama role um obviously boko i think left to ottawa um during free agency so yes that is another guy um but yeah it's it's, what a free agency i like i still am not over it honestly it's just was fascinating um but any any other thoughts on agency before we move on i know the other day we tried to project some lines pd had his whiteboard ready and then they signed kerfoot and we couldn't even we couldn't even use the lines because we didn't have a kerfoot one ready because we didn't see that one coming Um, just wait till after the fourth pd yeah i make one more move and then we'll i was i was gonna do this again and see, see what people thought and i did put one out early and it's interesting because we did get a response from somebody with my D pairs and there might've been a former Coyote defenseman that said they should make some changes. And so I said, maybe, <laughs> they, should get, maybe they should get a veteran right-handed defenseman that can wear number 55. And he said, now you're talking. And, yeah. and, 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 and then I followed up saying, yeah, maybe we he, should get a former veteran. We should get a veteran right-handed defenseman to replace PD on the show. And, and he accepted <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> he he accepted that offer. I didn't like that offer, but in here's, and, and I, I'm sure Jason Demers is listening right now because he's well, he should be training, but anyway, if you look at if you look at the history of the, the Coyotes and what they've been done doing over time, hear me out on this. You look at your six defensemen right now today. Josh Brown's got some experience. Sean Dursey's twenty four. You look at JJ. You look at uh, everybody else. Alamaki, yeah, yeah. They're, they're young. young. Mm-hmm. So does a right-handed Jason Demers hurt you? He's not what a here reality he's not as fast as he used to be. And he never was the fastest defenseman of your top six, but he's an experienced guy. He's not going to cost you a lot of money. He's a right-handed guy. That's hard to find. And he brings a little veteran to your room. I, I wouldn't say no. As soon as I said it kind of as a joke, I go, well, maybe cause you know, he'd want to be here. He's another guy would love to be a part of this. So you don't have to sign him for a long term and interesting. 
I'm curious what JD would have to say about not being as fast as he used to be. You know, the great thing is we're going to get a chance to ask him on July 10th because he's coming <laughs> yeah. in studio. And, and so somebody can clip that clip and, and I can sit far we'll enough. We'll play that him. on the show when yeah. he's on. We should completely take PD out of context with like multiple quotes saying, wow, you know, PD was pretty hard on you before you showed up, JD. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but here I, I put it, I, I'll be completely honest. I put it out into the world now. It's out into the universe and I don't hate it. I really don't. Um, so we'll see. Oh, man. Um, I think another thing about this free agency, not just with the Coyotes, but in general across the league that we saw was a lot of shorter term contracts. Um, I think the longest contract we saw the Coyotes sign anyone was just two years. Um, it seemed to be a theme across the league as well. So obviously, I think a lot of that has to do with the salary cap projected to go up um, next year and a lot of players hedging their bets um, to hopefully get paid more in the coming years. Is that what you think as well, Craig? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's what's at play here. There's there's the expectation that it's going to go up significantly. So you saw a lot of players taking these one-year bet-on-me deals rather than taking lower dollar to go somewhere else. I think that's let, – let's be honest, that's what Jason Zucker did, right? But yeah. he was willing to come here, and he did have other options. So I, I think that's what's at play with a lot of these guys, even, even a Kerfoot contract i don't think it was going to get that aav other places so you know he, he got a little bit of security but look i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you can trade these guys even when they have a year term left at the deadline that may be attractive to some teams if they're at the right age and they like like the player enough now i will say this for people wondering unless the coyotes like really fall off and, and struggle i don't see them maybe making those moves like they have in past years. I'm not sure that that's the focus right now. Yeah, the one thing it's interesting to me, Craig, is when I look around the entirety of the league right now, and this this happens every free agent period where you look at the top guys' names, and I'm not going to name teams or players specifically, but you look at those names and you go, okay, we got to get the guy, that guy because he's the biggest name out there. And if we add this guy, all of our fans are going to go, that's that's the right guy. And I, I'm looking over and over again at a lot of moves during this free agency that I go, I – I, I'm a fit guy. Like I, th I think the player has to fit and I'm, I'm looking across the league going, God, I don't know if that guy fits there. And the perfect example, because it's hindsight's 2020 when Patrick Kane went to the Rangers said he doesn't fit there. It's a bad fit. I, I thought they were better without him than they were with him. Not that I don't like Kane. Kane's one of the best players ever just there. And I'm saying that about a lot of players I'm watching, like going, I'm not sure that fits. So with the coyotes, all three of these, with the guys, you know, when we talk about Kerfoot and, and Zucker, I think those guys fit. Like it's a it's a good fit here, and I think they're going to get an opportunity. Kerfoot, Kerfoot or Kerfoot? Well, I'm going to go with Kerfoot, but he 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 didn't have the role. It's Toronto Maple Leafs. Like he wasn't their top one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Four. He was reliable. He was the glue guy. He could play anywhere on the lineup, but he wasn't Matthews. He wasn't Marner or or go on down the list. Here he's going to be that. And we talk about it, trying to predict lines. He's a guy that you could on day one could throw in the center between uh, Keller yeah. and Schmaltz and you go, oh my gosh, he fits. He's also a guy you could put on the third line with Carlton and go, oh, he fits there too. So yeah. that's why I really like Alex Kerfoot. I think he fits from one to nine and can play literally anywhere. So I, I think I took a little bit of heat yesterday and I threw the lines together, but this is a team that there's so many pieces that could go in so many places. It's going to be up to, to Bear to, 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 to try it every single day. Okay, that pair 
clicks. These two guys I got to keep together, whether it's Smaltz and Keller or Kraus and Michelli. Wow, I like those two. And then they'll start rotating that third guy through until the, the magic wheel stops and go, there it is. So I, I love to speculate now, but this is clearly nowhere near where they're going to end up on, on October 13th. Right. And I, you know, the thing that the biggest takeaway for me when I looked at their forward group, and I, I know you mentioned that Nick Bukestad was an extra forward in Minnesota, but I think he, I think he proved something in that season in Arizona and even up in Edmonton. When I look at this forward group now, I look at it and say, wow, they have they have at least 10 legitimate NHL forwards right now, which is not something we could say last season. So they may not have the depth. They may not have that upper end skill quite yet. Maybe Logan Cooley will be that when he gets here, et cetera. Dylan Gunther may transform into that. But they have more legitimate NHL forwards than they felt like they had the last two seasons. Yep, it's true. Um, and I think that's the feeling of the fans as well and and that's where the excitement comes from before we move on to development camp and prospects do you guys have any final notes on free agency the free agent moves for now if are if there are more to come uh which there still may be yeah i'm I'm just gonna defer and and we'll jumble the lines up again later and the good news is we have so much time to speculate what direction there is because with the alex kerfoot signing it actually made like I, i i saw 12 forwards now there's a battle for spots in the, in the forward position. You can throw Yan Yannick, you can throw Alex Galchenyuk there. You can look at a player like Travis Boyd, who was a number one center two seasons ago. Number one center two seasons ago, and he's a guy who's going to have to fight to get in the lineup every night now. That shows you the progression that this team is taking. So I think it's going to be exciting to see how it falls out, and there's going to be a lot of opportunities for guys to go, hey, I, I got to go. Like Liam O'Brien's a guy. Is he in and out of the lineup? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I figure Carcone's got a spot penciled in because of the one-way contract, but now you go, gosh these guys got to find jobs it's not like oh i'm in i'm in it's arizona i got a spot no it's not anymore so i think that bodes well for the team itself that you have those competitions from guys coming up underneath you so it should be a fantastic training camp as we approach that later this fall absolutely um well before we move on to previewing development camp there was a little piece of news out today that um, was fascinating especially for coyotes fans um, and that is philip zadina on waivers Mm -hmm. Um, mm. I think that's a guy a lot of people, a lot of Coyotes fans thought Post. should go. Most Coyotes fans wanted to be picked above Barrett Hayton. Um, and now, speaking of hindsight is twenty twenty. Interesting, interesting one. What do you guys think? Yeah, for, I, I was I was literally on the other end of that at the draft that year when they, they took Barrett Hayton, which, who was a bit of a surprise, no doubt. I mean, I was hearing from fans right and left saying they blew this. They should have taken Zadina. They need scoring. What are they doing? This is too high to pick Barrett Hayden. And listen, for a while, we wondered about Barrett Hayden, but Philip Zadina never panned out. There are a lot of people in Detroit just saying it was time to move on from him. He's just yeah. He just hasn't panned out at all. And I'll, I'll say it again. In hindsight's twenty twenty. I sat in the Coyotes coaches booth at the draft that year, and I said, what are we doing? I said, Zadina, look at him. Look what he did at uh, the World Juniors and what a season he had And uh, in the Quebec League. I said, that's the guy. Uh, that's the guy you got to take. And, man, it, it was everywhere. And and, and he, so for that that entire season, I'd pick up the stats and i go, well, Zadina got goals. Zadina's in the in the NHL. And the next year, Zadina's still in the NHL. He got a few goals. Not much, but he's in the NHL. Barrett Hayton's in the minors. Again, this is why I talk about this year's draft. Pump the brakes. Nobody knows, oh, they did good, they did bad. You get the wrong guy, you get the right guy. No one knows. Because you take it right now, if you could have Barrett Hayton or Philip Zinni on your team right now, 
And and that's years after the draft. You, you yep. take Barrett Hayton. Put, here's five Barrett years. Hayton, five years. Five years. Barrett Hayton has to do what he did last year, the last 30 games. He has to do again starting game one. Mm-hmm. He has to do that to show the consistency. And then, and only then, I'll say, you're right. Because if he had a 33-game flub at the beginning of last season, and then he went great for 49, you go, okay, if he doesn't improve on that or at least equal to that last 49 games, then we may be back to where we were before. So this is an yep. incredibly important year for Barrett Hayton, and that's five years from the draft. So everybody's saying, oh, this is a bad pick, good pick this year. And that includes the GM, scouts, and staff of these teams. No one knows. Nobody. <laughs> yep. So let's wait. Yeah, and two more points on that. I, I mean, you can make an argument for Quinn Hughes. Obviously, he's put up some remarkable numbers with Vancouver. Still don't believe he can defend a lick, and I, I think there are a number of coaches out there who agree with me. But you can make an argument for Quinn Hughes. But apply this same thinking to what happened at this year's draft. The Coyotes were getting criticism from a lot of people. Absolutely. To to paraphrase the great Jim Mora, you think you know, but you don't know, and you yeah. never will. <laughs> That's oh, a fair man. statement, Craig. All right. Well, one last note before we move on to development camp. Um, we want to say congratulations to Christian Fisher, who we already miss, um, for signing a 1.125 million dollar one-year contract in detroit with uh he'll be there with ghost that's kind of yeah. fun and then obviously former tucson roadrunners head coach jay verity there on the assistant and um so congrats to christian fisher we miss you already yeah that that's a tough one i get it these things are never black and white right fish did so much for this organization was always a good soldier always spoke highly was always there for the media was always there for community appearances worked his ass off on the ice and embraced a lower six row penalty killing, all that stuff. And I'm sure he looked around. I know he looked around and saw what happened with some of the other core guys and he wanted some sort of reward himself. He never got it. So when they failed to qualify him, I knew he was gone at that point. They thought they could still sign him, but I knew he was gone at the same time. Look at the contract he got. Look at the market for Christian Fisher. That was his qualifying offer. Now, if he had gone to arbitration, he might've gotten a little more. He ended up getting his qualifier on a, or his uh, qualifying offer on a one-year deal. So Christian Fisher still has some proving to do to the rest of the NHL community. It's just hard. You understand why Bill Armstrong did what he did, but it's really, really tough to absorb the loss of such a human being like Christian Fisher. I think, Craig, if you sit and take this on Monday, July 3rd, and you could get your crystal ball, and Christian Fisher and Bill Armstrong could go look into the future and go on Monday – July 3rd, Christian Fisher is going to be a Detroit Red Wing for $1.25 million. He'd still be a Coyote. And, and I believe that only because we, we always sit there and try to see both sides. We love Christian Fisher. Great quote, great person, fit in the locker room, great leader, all of those things. But some of this is him wanting, just like you said, he looks around Krause's deal, Keller's deal, and he wanted that. Well, it's a different role at a different time for a different person. And, and yep. I, I think if, if he could have realized, gosh, I'm only going to get 1.125 million in Detroit. I still believe, and I don't know, I'm not in the room. I'm not in those discussions. I think that Bill went in saying, if we qualify him, he's going to make more in arbitration. And I think that's fair. And I think Christian's saying, well, if they're not going to qualify me, maybe it's time I move on. I get that too. But if they both would have said, Christian, here's what it is. And this is what you're worth to us. And this is what we can pay you. And this is where we feel you are. And Christian would have said, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. That's probably fair and reasonable. Maybe I'll sign here for a two or three year deal. I think if you knew that 
what you know today, a week ago, I think that could have been. But at that time, you don't have, you don't know what future is going to hold. Christian still thought there was a different market for him. And yeah. it, so it, it's too bad it ended this way, but I'm okay with it. I, I, I am okay with it. Christian's going to get a, a different chance and a different opportunity with a different team. And you know, sometimes it's okay to reset. And maybe yep. he doesn't have the responsibility of carrying the whole franchise inside the locker room like he did here in Arizona. He doesn't have to be the face of the Detroit Red Wings. He doesn't have to be the guy that has to do all of that work behind the scenes and in the room. So it may be give him a little, a little relief to maybe I just go play hockey now. So I think it's going to be beneficial for everybody. I still was hoping right to the last minute they were able to work something out. Yeah, and it's also a short drive around the lake from Chicago to Detroit. So his family can come see him play a lot now, too. So there's some benefits to this. I, and we'll I, have him on again. We'll talk to him yeah, again. Of course He's still will. a friend of the show. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him at some point soon when all this dust settles. I just, I, I, I think sometimes a fresh start is good for someone, and I, I hope he makes the most of it because, again, I, I can't say enough about the guy. He won the Shane Doan Good Guy Award for a reason. He is, he is literally one of my favorite players that I have ever covered. Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, I've been saying, if you want to get out of the heat, go to the ice den. Um, if you can't make to the ice den this week or on the weekend, you're thinking, what do I do? I think this is my problem in the summer. It's like too hot to do anything. So you sit there and think, what the heck can I do with my time? Um, I suggest checking out Octane Raceway and Mavericks. It's a great day of fun. It's inside air condition, um, and there's plenty to do from kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. No matter what age you are, there's something for you this summer at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Tons of different events throughout the summer as well. There's a summer engineering camp going on right now for kids and Kids 15 and under can bowl free all summer from now through October, or sorry, not October, August 4th. Um, so check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Um, also, I didn't tell you guys this, but when we were in Nashville all last week, I was craving spaghetti. But it's like you, you don't go to Nashville like thinking about yeah. eating pasta necessarily or at least spaghetti um so spaghetti shack is my next stop because i have a pasta itch that i need to scratch and i'm gonna try checking out spaghetti shack their meatballs amazing their chicken parm amazing their garlic bread amazing and of course the spaghetti as well so check out spaghetti shack it's awesome because it's a community focus to go pasta concept and it was started in tempe arizona by five lifelong friends so we love supporting a business like that as well uh, Spaghetti Shack is currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek and hope to be in your neighborhood soon. So check out Spaghetti Shack. Okay, let's talk development camp, which kicks off today at 1.30 at the Ice Den. Um, once again, see everybody there. Craig, you and PD and I were texting this morning about the development yeah. camp roster, which do we have the development camp roster, um, Sean? But just in terms of... The, in, the intrigue, the interest in the development camp roster this year, um, you had asked the question, Craig, is this the most interesting development camp roster in recent memory? What do you what do you think? I'm curious what Petey has to say, because I'm, I'm worried that I'm applying recency bias to it. But in terms of Petey had a good point in his text back. So, yeah, go ahead. 
No, it, it's interesting. Development camps taking a different structure as years go by. It, it, it was a much, it was such an internal deal before. It, it was almost looked at as a mini training camp for these young players that led into rookie camp and then into, um, into to, to main camp. It was a different view and focus back then, and it was mostly closed doors. You didn't see a lot of fans. Maybe ten or fifteen fans would come out to Peoria. It wasn't. It wasn't on Twitter. It wasn't on you know Instagram and all of the different social media applications. But from an internal perspective, from the teams. I think it's every year is important. And we, we talked about when it was Kyle Turris and Bodkar and Tikhanov were coming into camp and you got a chance to see them or Marty Hansel was coming into development camp. Um, I think that's the same internal feeling as it is now when you're talking about the players that are coming in now. And it was similar like that when Barrett Hayton came in. But the difference, Craig, I think, is one of the things that is the Logan Cooley factor. And I think that as you're getting someone higher up in the in the draft, and we had Kyle Turris was at three as well, and Dylan Strom was at three, but there's a different feel about Logan Cooley that, that mm-hmm. we said if we redrafted him, he may be number one. And there's the other difference is, is this group has so many more picks. There's so many more draft picks that are high in the draft that I think is helping making you take notice on what's happening right now. And I think that there's that level of excitement with the rebuild that these are the guys that are going to take you there. Back then, these were teams that were trying to make the playoffs. So like, oh, they might make the team. They might be around. You know, maybe Bodker might make it. I remember telling Brad Living at Peoria, I looked and I know I'm a negative guy sometimes and much, much worse 15 years ago, by the way, really bad. I'm going, I said, what are we doing here? There's 40 guys on the ice. We're paying for everybody to be here. Maybe, maybe three guys will ever play for the Coyotes. Maybe. It's like, what a waste of time. And turns out it's important that you develop, even if it is just those three, it's important that they get that opportunity to do that. I don't feel that with this team. I feel this group that's going on the ice today at the ice end, there's a hell of a lot more than three guys that are ever going to play in the NHL. There's a hell of a lot of them. And I think to Craig's point, that's why I think it feels like this kind of a buzz because this, you can almost see this is the group that is going to really push the ball along in this development and, and in this rebuild. So I think that's to your point, Craig. Yeah. I think that this is different. I think there were those great players all the way through, but this is a big group of guys that's really going to propel their organization. Yeah. I was, I was having this conversation with Chris Peters this morning. There's like a, like a dozen stories that I could write off this development camp and there's only three days of media availability. So it's going to be really hard to get to even half of those, but you know, I, I do actually work with some colleagues now who can do stuff as well, which is a nice feeling because there are a lot of interesting players that, like you said, PD, I think are going to make an impact at the NHL level, not just be bit players. I think there's a number of significant prospects in this camp. It's I, I, I don't know if I'm forgetting past camps, some of the rosters, and I know they've had some high end guys come up. But man, this this prospect pool feels deeper than anything that I've seen before. And yeah, that's without well, the two picks from this year. Yeah. The two, the two top picks. Imagine if they were here. I know. Yeah. I know. So let's pull up the we, the roster. We have it. Um, so obviously you mentioned that, that Simashev and Boot will not be here, but some Russians will be. You got uh, Fedotov and Duda on, Duda, Duda, Duda. Duda. Yeah, on the list. But I mean, Dylan Gunther, Logan Cooley, Connor Geeky, Maverick Lamru. You got Michael Rabel, their top goalie pick in this year's draft. I mean, if you're just, 
if you're watching on YouTube and running through this list, if you're listening on audio, the Coyotes um, tweeted this out yesterday. Um, but run through this list. I mean, this is exciting. You got last year's guys, Julian Lutz, Miko Matika. You know, I looked at this list and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those guys. Josh Doan is going to be there. Jeremy Langlois, who just won a Memorial Cup. Um, it, this is a this is a really exciting list of guys. And PD, like you said, I mean, you can kind of put your hand in a bowl of these names and pull out a bunch of guys that are going to be part of this roster in a few years to come, I would say. And Maximilian Zuber is a guy that we, we when we talked to Craig Button, he's a guy to keep your eye on now. He's going to be here at this camp. And the other area that I'm really interested in is the goaltending group. Because yes. oftentimes with this, with this camp in particular, you don't have drafted goalies and you need to do invites. And, and that, you water it down a little bit. Not this time around. Like this time you're like – Oh my goodness! These guys, Anson Thornton's going to be there. Makatil and uh, Rabel's going to be there. Musser's going to be there. Coronan's going to be there. Like these are the the top five prospects in the organization right now, and they're all going to be here. That's why I do have to. I hate to say it. Have to agree with Craig. This <laughs> one, this one more so than most, because they're these names are starting to become familiar to us already. And you'd usually go to these development camps and go, God, I think I've heard of him before. And yeah, I know Barrett Hayton, but I don't know anybody else. Else. not this time around there are a lot of names that you are going to see wearing um the kachina colors in the years to come i i just think it's interesting and i want to see which goalie in and not not this camp but let's put this down right now this camp means literally nothing on ice i just want to see them skate around because this is a development camp not an evaluation camp make that really 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 clear don't it's an orientation Yes, don't pick guys out of this and go, oh, he's better than him. Can't, especially <laughs> no, for goalies. No, they won't be able to resist. PD fans will not I be know, able to resist. Goalies have, oh, he's goalies great. Haven't he's played. Yes, goalies I haven't know. played for months. Not it's not make, fair. Tell, tell them, listen, the coaching staff will not be doing evaluations off development camp, so don't mm-hmm. you do it because you're not going to learn anything from this. This really is orientation. Um, as far as the Russians, I know a couple people had asked, why can't – the, the top picks be here and and Moroz as well. People are asking about yeah, him. yeah. But it's I think what what I've been told and I'm gonna I'm gonna verify this today. But I think it's up to individual camp, uh, clubs what they'll allow. I had heard that first round picks may be restricted too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna check into this. Um, at, at any rate, um, they're gonna have a couple of Russians in camp. Ilya Fedotov will be there. I'm actually excited to see him live. And then uh, we're obviously going to get a, a look at Artem Duda, who was a late addition. He just arrived last night. Um, has enrolled at the University of Maine. He's only going to be here a couple days. Uh, he has to go back and take classes. And I know this has been a, a thing on Twitter for a while. It's a done deal. It's it, it's not a done deal. He, he finally got enrolled in class. He's going to take classes. Still has to go through the NCAA clearinghouse thing before he's eligible to play. So we'll see how it plays out. There have been some weird cases in the past. I don't know how it's going to play out, but Maine must feel very confident that he's going to be able to play. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't be here at this stage. At any rate, we're going to get a look at these guys I'm really excited to see Duda. I know they're really high on this guy. So as you start looking at, okay, which guys could we project as top four defensemen down the road? We get to look at another one uh, aside from, you know, we're not, we're not getting Simashev, but you can get a good look at Duda right now because this is a guy that they think at least has that sort of ceiling, that sort of potential. Yeah. yeah and I my, think we, go I ahead, just, Petey. Just one last comment on, on this camp versus I started talk about Michael who looks good, who looks bad. This is just a precursor to, to the rookie camp. At the rookie camp, now they're competing against other teams, developing players. And I think that's where we really get to go. Okay, this guy. Oh, boy. 
did you notice him? I think that's when we'll start to do that today. It's just to, just to get familiar with the names, numbers. And I, I'd like to see how guys skate as, as opposed to these drills are going to be the first time they've seen the drills. So that's going to be a disaster. They've never played with these line mates before. That's going to be a disaster. It's just going to, I want to see how the guys skate and how they physically look and move, especially the goaltenders, but we're not evaluating. And plus everybody's got to get that. We're going to have to fight through the crowd of Craig Morgan minions trying to see Craig. Wow. And hopefully we can at least see the ice from here. <laughs> Where's Craig? Um, and also we are going to have the opportunity to hopefully speak to a number of the prospects as well. Um, hopefully some of the coaching staff. So we're off tomorrow for 4th of July. Um, but on Wednesday, we'll bring you kind of all of our takeaways. My cat is screaming in the background. I'm not sure if you can hear that. Um, we'll, we'll bring you all of our takeaways and hopefully have some interviews, um, for you. Cause Lots to ask everybody about. I also have some fun questions planned for these guys. Um, by the way, can we just talk about Craig asking Kerfa if he what he would eat out of a blender if he could blend Southwest foods together? That was <laughs> I was dying. I feel like that has to be a training camp question for every player now. No <laughs> in the context of Alex Kerfoot. So Alex Kerfoot, you know, suffered horrific mouth injuries and had to eat from a blender for a while. What would you eat if you could eat from a blender? I, I don't think that's out of bounds. I'll ask the question. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, it's Craig Morgan, like the Coyotes uh, beat reporter. And then yeah, some serious like, questions Craig's coming like, what? what would you eat out of a blender? And then Petey's like asking the hard-hitting questions. Uh, you know what we need, by the way, what, what you were just talking about, Petey, like your takeaways. I want to see how guys skate. I want to see. I think we need a short. We need a YouTube short off cam today, Petey's takeaways, or maybe a better title than that. I'm sure. curious, like your impressions of, of the first day. I, of, I, uh, I think it probably – I like that, that idea. Okay. Love a Petey's Puck Talk Development Camp Edition. Sure. Yeah, there you go. I think I can come up with something. Um, you guys have anything else before we head out to development camp in just, just an hour here, I guess? Yeah, yeah. you guys hour. got a nice short drive. PD has the shortest drive. I could probably walk. walk. No, I can't walk, but it's I'll be there. I'm going to get there a little bit early because we do we got to scout out some stuff there today So to yep. be determined. Yep, I'll be there as soon as I can. Um, well, these, lunch. <laughs> these guys at development camp, most of them are too young to drink. But for those of you who are 21 and older, 18 degrees does have four peaks on tap. Um, so enjoy a nice four peaks. Hey, hey. While I'll buy after today for the yeah, three of us. Hell, if you guys want to sit and do a I'm, recap, I'm in. Let's sit at 18 degrees for a recap. No I'm absolutely today. in. Um, check yeah. out Four Peaks. You can buy Four Peaks wherever you buy your beer. You can also check out the A Street Pub. And Four Peaks for Teachers is here this summer. Every Tuesday, Teacher Tuesdays are back at the A Street Pub. Through July, bring a valid teacher ID and receive $4 pints, Kitlifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hopknot. You can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Most of these guys at this development camp probably aren't going to be on the Coyotes this year. A few of them will. Dylan Gunther, I think we all can agree, is probably making the roster. Um, when we talked to Brendan Perlini a few weeks ago, he talked about being so lost when he was living on his own for the first time out of junior trying to, you know, fit in, in the NHL and like be a functioning adult. So I'm going to go to everyone we talked to today and say, listen, when it's time for you to furnish your apartment, 
morefurniture.com write it down because they will help you by literally delivering the furniture for you setting it up for you and then you don't have to worry about it so you just go into the store online morefurniture.com pick out what you like and they'll deliver it to you with the white glove delivery um i've used it our offices used it it's phenomenal so check out more furniture you can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com that's m-o-r furniture.com all right, you guys. Well, we'll see each other in a few hours as if once again, as if we haven't spent enough time uh, for the past. <laughs> can we come up with that after after a week in Nashville and now a week at the ice and can we come up with the Shane Doan Good Guy Award amongst our crew and see who actually wins that? I think I'm sick of everybody. And Leah's about as nice as they come and I'm done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Jeez. I need to be um, by myself I for think, a few days. I think it should go to Shane Diefenbach, who produced birthday thousand boy. videos for us in Nashville. He was the MVP, and it is his birthday today. So everybody go wish him a happy birthday on Twitter or in the Discord, uh, at Shane Deef. So happy birthday, Shane. Thank you for all your hard work. He works his ass off, and all the vlogs you saw, all of the video, most of the video um, was produced by him. So he's very, very valuable to PHNX. Can I say something about the vlogs too? Because yes. I know that they're, it's kind of like our little travel journal. I, if I know, oh God, meow, meow. <laughs> if you just, just uh, if you haven't seen those and you wanted to v- live vicariously through either some of the diehards or through us, just they're short and there are three of them out there. It'll take you through the entire draft and they're a lot of fun to show. Oh, what did I miss? Well, here's what you missed. And they're a lot of fun. And, and the dynamic of PD and Craig and me on the road. Yeah, it's a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. So I don't know I, who I do. would want to live vicariously through us, but maybe through the other diehards. I, I would encourage you just to go check it out. They're quick. It'll take you 10 minutes to get through all three of them and it'll kind of take you through the whole draft experience. So encourage it. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Um, stay tuned on the PHN Exports YouTube channel. We'll have extra content from development camp will also be live again wednesday at 11 a.m to talk about the first two days of development camp as well so subscribe hit the reminder the notification bell so you never miss when we go live you can follow along with us on twitter at s peters hockey at craig s morgan at leah merrill at sean underscore to pause and of course follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes everybody enjoy the rest of your monday enjoy the holiday tomorrow and we will see everybody on wednesday